everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we've actually got a guest in the studio, Mr. Dustin Fleckinger. Hey, what's up? And he wrote today's Devo on Matthew 22. But as we've been doing when we bring guests on, we want to help make a big place feel small. And so would you just share, Dustin, a little bit about your family and how you came to Watermark? Yeah, you bet. You bet. Um, My wife's name is Callie. We've been married for 11 years. And I have four kids. We are in the throes of parenting. Oh, yeah. We have a six-year-old, Rose, a a four-year-old, Isla two-year-old Jude the dude, and then a, uh, a new baby, L. And then I've been at Watermark for about three years now. Uh, this time I was here earlier um, in the uh, 2009, 2012 range, and then came back through the Institute, and I've been here for three years. And awesome. What did you do in between? I was a nurse out okay. west, uh, so I was doing that in Phoenix and California. Cool, cool. Well, I'm glad you're here. And you wrote today's Devo on Matthew 22, and I got the opportunity to sit under your leadership in the Institute when I went through, and I just know you've got a lot of wisdom, and God works in your heart in a very pastoral way. And so I'm excited for you to encourage me and all the listeners with some of your takeaways or observations from Matthew 22. No, thanks, Emma. I appreciate it. Well, I'd love to. Um, so in, in the, the Devo that you read today, I kind of did the discourse back and yeah. forth with Jesus and the parables, uh, <laughs> making it a, about a hip-hop battle or like an urban debate where yeah. the crowd decides the winner usually. Uh, but Jesus uh, was clear throughout the whole thing. He, um, he is over uh, their understanding. And um, I think one of the first th- principles that I learned is not to be smug in my understanding of Scripture. Mm. As you look through the course of, Ma- of Matthew 22, there's so much in there. Yeah. But um, the Pharisees, I think, they, where they made their mistake is they made the word the ends of godliness and not the means. And um, they missed it. And so uh, they're means to godliness, as we know. And they missed that so much that they missed the living word standing right in front of them. Yeah. And, um, and so I don't, how this kind of applies to me, how I've kind of thought about this, is I, I don't ever want to be smug in my understanding of scripture. Um, I want to hold my essentials very tightly. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the observation or the application to me through this point was, I don't want to be smug in my understanding of myself. Hmm. What and, do you mean by that? Yeah, good question. So I think uh, as I view the essentials, right, one of them is the doctrine of man, mm-hmm. right? That we are broken. Yeah. We are marred by sin. Sin has kind of infected and affected every area of my life. Mm-hmm. And I have to remember that I am in that doctrine of man. Like that is me. Yeah. Right. I don't exist outside of that. That's not some type of knowledge just to know. Mm-hmm. That is me very intimately in that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I've just learned to hold that very tightly, that I do not know best and that I, I can't, I do not have it figured out. And so anytime I make knowledge the thing to be worshipped, I can miss the point. Mm. Uh, and much like the Pharisees and the, and the Sadducees did during that day. Yeah. So that's kind of the first point that I would say is we need a good old dose of humble pie. Yeah. You know? Hey, we exist in that in that doctrine of man and... Um, that broken state. Yes, that broken state. Yeah. And so um, the second thing that I would say is uh, really spend a lot of time in the parable of the wedding feast. That's kind of the biggest discourse that I saw um, in Matthew 22. And, um, and no surprise, right? The wedding feast is symbolic of the wedding supper of the lamb that will come. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that, uh, that, I, that I noticed was this is where we have to dig back, right, to observing the text, hey, there's a lot of context and a lot of culture in this uh, parable that we have to really kind of seek to understand before yes. we can accurately interpret this this text. 
Um, but, you know, you're thinking it says that the kingdom of heaven is, is compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. Um, and so this is a kingdom. Uh, think Disneyland, right? This is, a, this is a kingdom. An edict goes out. A royal summons goes out to all of the people to come. Mm-hmm. And that's not a invitation that's just nice to go to. Like, that is like you must attend. Wow. Right? Yeah. And you go, hey, I, uh, you got to think, for people to say they won't come is a massive deal. Like a big insult. Humongous insult to the kingdom. Wow. And, and he sends this edict out to say, come, and it says that they won't. And so observation that I, again, this is where commentaries are really helpful. Um, is R.C. Sproul um, passed, I think, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. but he made an observation on this text where he said, if you're looking at the doctrine of election— Right, mm-hmm. um, we're getting a little meaty here because there's a lot of lot of theology in this yeah. in this passage. But if you're looking at the doctrine of election, it says that they wouldn't come, and you're like, oh, like, if if doctrine of election is true, it would be that they can't come. Yeah, and this is where R.C. Sproul was masterful, and he goes, it's also true that you w- can't do what you want to do. Okay. You can't do what you want to do. You can't do what you want to do. And so, but this is not what the text says. The text says actually that that they had other things to do. They were more preoccupied and the prioritization was different mm-hmm. than um, it. Yeah, obeying. verse five, they paid no attention That's and right. went off. That's right. And then they talked about how they had all these other things that they had to do. They wouldn't come. And, um, and I think that's like just a, a good warning to us to go, hey, man, there's, there's a lot of priorities that I can tend to put above making the kingdom the most important thing in my life. And, um, and so that was just one of the observations where I was like, man, this is like a big deal for them to say. It's not, it's not like Jesus is like, or like other people in the kingdom were like, oh, that's nice that you chose to go. Yeah. It's like, no, it's like you, you get going. Like this is the thing that you should be centered around. And they did not do that. Uh, and so he went to the highways and byways, right? He went to, and this is kind of a foreshadowing of the Gentiles being grafted in and him saying, yeah. hey, come on in. Um, and the, the dinner's ready. I have done mm-hmm. everything that is needed for you to come into my home and be part of this. And so then verse 11 is my favorite part of this whole parable. Uh, and this is that, that maybe the third observation that I'd give you is, is the, the wedding garment. Hmm. Okay. Um, there's, it can be feel a little confusing. This is, there's a lot of debate around this last passage here. And um, mainly because the end says, for many are called, but few are chosen. And yeah. So, but he gets in there and he notices a, a, a man sitting there without a wedding garment on. Again, more culture, more context of, hey, what is this about? Now, I think where I go back is some of my, I've had every job under the sun. It's kind of a running joke around staff. Yeah. One of them was in fine dining. And so I worked a lot in fine dining. And so if like you, as a waiter? As a waiter, as a manager of just a schmoozer, like yeah. I would walk around and sell wine to people. And uh, manager of guest relations, yeah. is that not a perfect job for, for me. But um, one of the things that we would do is folks would bring in their kids or um, you know, come from a work meeting, and they would not have appropriate attire that was required in that, in that restaurant. And so one of them is uh, we would have ties available. And so, I mean, it just felt form, like formal and it was, there was a standard that we tried to keep within that restaurant. And so if people came in with a button down shirt with no tie, we would say, hey, I'm so sorry that this is the standard here. Let me give you one. Here's a restroom. Yeah. Go change and get ready. Um, and so similarly, you see this, uh, the, the person that's in 
this banquet, this wedding feast, uh, which is, you got to remember too, again, more culture and context is this is the king throwing a, a massive celebration for his right. son. This is a crown prince that they're talking about. This is a big deal. And this person's in there without the appropriate attire. And, yeah. and we all know that it's obvious, I think Augustine said it well, that this is referring to the righteousness of Christ, right? You wear the righteousness of Christ. That is your only way that you can be in this wedding feast. And the garment, uh, wasn't that he said, oh, hey, show me the garment. I'm happy to put it on. It says that he was speechless. This is very indicative of the end time, right? Mm. Where we will have no words to say because we will stand before him bare and he will know all things and he will separate us out. And that is a hard truth. Yeah. But um, it is one of those things where... Um, the righteousness of Christ clothes us. And so if we're trying to enter into this kingdom or going through formalities or doing things just because we think we need to do them, it is not about that. It is, it is a, a, a way that um, we would submit ourselves to the king of our land and we would wear his righteous robe and follow him. So good, Dustin. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. My pleasure. That's all we've got time for today, but we'll be back tomorrow with another episode. And thanks for joining. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.